What's up? It's your boy, Ruby Rube, over here with DJ Khaled. Once again, hit him with another one. A beautiful Sunday morning. This podcast is sponsored by pistachios. Yep, I wake up, first thing I do, pop a handful of those nuts in my mouth, chew them up, wash them down, some water, and a beet smoothie. Yep, this podcast is brought to you by pistachios and beets. Pistachios are filled with all types of nutrients that nourish my body and my mind. And those beets, hey, you might want to do a quick Google search on the on the positive health benefits of consuming beets. I'll give you a little snippet. Beets are known to boost your cardiovascular system. They essentially make your your veins stronger. And we have veins all throughout our body that obviously pump and nourish our muscles with the vital oxygenated blood. And if you know what the main vein is, you're going to know that beets can help you in your main vein area. Yep, those beets are going to help you with your boner. Now, this podcast is also brought to you by oatmeal. Oh, yeah, I love me a nice bowl of oatmeal with some cinnamon, honey. Yep, it's this podcast is brought to you by some raisins in the oatmeal. Ooh, pistachios, beets, raisins, cinnamon, honey. Oh, and don't forget... This podcast is also sponsored to you by those those treats that the minions love and adore, the banana. All right, you know what? I, I'm going to continue. This, this podcast is brought to you by journaling because that is where I write down my thoughts. And Anne Frank says that paper is more patient than people, which I can then take the time to organize my thoughts my words, my phrases, and I can put them all meticulously in order to where they make sense. I, however, do need to work on my penmanship because I'll write some stuff down and I'll look back at it and I'm like, man, is this in, is this in Arabic? Am I writing in hieroglyphics? So I need to work on my penmanship. Weakness noted and will be strengthened. This podcast is brought to you by reading. Oh yeah, these aren't my thoughts. These aren't my ideas. There's nothing new under the sun. I've just consumed some books, listened to some podcasts, watched some interviews, some YouTube stuff, and you know what? I have taken the best of everything that I've learned, identified what works for me in my situation and circumstances, and I have identified what doesn't work, And I'm trying my best to hone in like a laser on the things that do work and cast aside the superfluous and unnecessary. Shout out to the Reuben of the past for taking the time and effort and initiative to learn those things because they're paying me dividends today. So hey, thanks Reuben of the past. The present Reuben of today is going to continue on that path that I have already identified that works and I'm gonna pay it forward I'm gonna do the things today to take care of the Reuben three months from now so that that Reuben three months from now can take care of the Reuben five years from now 
and we're going to leave all of these Rubens, the community of Rubens that are distributed ac across time, we're going to leave some gems and some assets for each Ruben in the future to accumulate and use as leverage to build himself up, to prop himself up so that his cup can grow bigger and overflow even more and help uplift other people. Because, hey, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to gain to give so that we can, hey, fulfill our purpose. And our purpose is to continue to push and pull for all of the right things. And when we become stronger mentally and physically, we take temptation and we cast that shit to the side. We're no longer tempted by all the little things that used to call out to us with the e equivalent of a megaphone. So we're able to silence those temptations and all of our strengths call us. And that's where we go. Our strengths pull us like a magnet. So, hey, all right, this podcast is brought to you by all types of awesome things. So what am I, what am I going to be talking about today? Am I going to be talking about how the stretchy pants are the pant of choice when going to a buffet? No. Am I going to be talking about the Iron Man catchphrase, which is, anything is possible? Even failure? No, I'm not going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about something that is a little bit more universal. I'm going to be talking about philosophy. And you know what? There's a whole bunch of philosophers out there. I'm going to point out and identify one by a man named Seneca. You ever heard of Seneca? Well, you're going to learn today. And the fact that you potentially don't know who Seneca is, well, once you do learn about him and learn his philosophy and all the wise words that he said thousands of years ago and they're still applicable to today, well, we're going to identify some universal facts, truths, and conditions that are applicable to not only you today, but the people of the past, the people of the future, no matter your education, your social status, how much money you have, how much money you don't have, all of these little things can be applied to everybody, as the hip-hop artist Nelly would say. These universal laws apply to everybody. So take out your notebooks, your pens, your crayons, your highlighters, your markers, and write these things down. Or at least just listen. So thanks for tuning in. So let's let's kick it off. I'm going to hit you with the first one. The first one is the heaviest. Because when I read this, it convicted me right there in my spirit. And I was like, Wow. So, hey, maybe you might feel the same way because maybe you have heard this. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't, I hope it hits you with the same amount of profundity that it did me. So here we go. Buckle in. I hope you're sitting down. Go ahead and if you're standing, take a seat. So I remember I was reading Seneca's book, Letters of a Stoic. And Seneca, Roman philosopher, lived about 2,000 years ago. He had this book, and it's called Letters of a Stoic, and he was writing to his buddy, Lucilius. I think that's the proper pronunciation of his name. And he was writing these letters to his buddy, Lucilius, and at the time of Seneca's death, Lucilius kept 
he just happened to keep all of Seneca's letters. And um, I don't know exactly how they got formulated into a book, but they were kept and passed down and transcribed. And over the years, his letters just contained so much wisdom. People of the past, they were like, hey, we, we might want to keep these. There's some nuggets of wisdom in here. So when I found it, I was sitting on my couch going through the book. And it came along this passage, and I was like, facts. All right, Seneca. Seneca's words continuing to reach out and grab people by the collar, slapping them in their face, and making them wake up, just like me. So here we go, the quote from Seneca. Count your years, and you will be ashamed to be wanting and working for exactly the same things as you wanted when you were a boy. Of this one thing, make sure against your dying day that your faults die before you do. Sheesh! You know, that deserves a DJ air horn. DJ Khaled, hit him with another one. Count your years and you'll be ashamed to want to be wanting and working for exactly the same things as you wanted when you were a boy. So he's like, man, you know what? You are a grown man and you are working exactly for the same things you did as a boy. And now when I read that, I reflected that statement upon my life. And at that point, I was already struggling with uh, temptation in regards to my alcohol um, consuming habits. And I was never a full-blown alcoholic, I have come to identify that I was on a spectrum of a functioning alcoholic, and alcoholism in my family has run for generations. As far as I'm able to trace back, which is my grandfather, which is not far, but at least I'm able to trace back to my grandfather. He was an alcoholic, a raging, abusive alcoholic, and that um, introduced the cycle of alcoholism, violence, abuse in my family consciousness. Who knows what cycles he was subjected to, how far that those traumas and hurts and addictions and self-sabotaging habits uh, go far far as back for him. I'm sure it's probably a long time, but hey, for me, I'm aware and I'm going to end that cycle today or you know that that cycle ends with me so when I read that at at that point in time I was already knowing that and identifying that hey alcohol is stopping you from getting to the next level of your life whatever that is whatever that adds up to and equates to alcohol is robbing you of it And now I would think in my head, if you can't even stop yourself from drinking alcohol, why do you feel that when you do get what you want, you're going to be working with it to the best of your ability? Because we all know what, what, how being drunk or intoxicated, what that does. Hey, yeah, sure, it's fun. I get it. But... You know what? I desired those things when I was a boy. I think I took my first drink maybe when I was 12 or 13. Probably a little sip of beer that that us crazy cousins stole from a family party when the adults weren't looking. 
And ever since then, you know, um, it, it was taboo. And you want the things that you're not supposed to have as a youth. And because I didn't have the best of friends, uh, the best of, uh, I don't know, people in my life, who I am thankful for that they did shape me into the person who I am today. But reflecting, I've been drinking, um, I'm going to say that my, my drinking career started when I was 20, and I'm 40 right now. So I've had two decades, two decades of mindlessly consuming alcohol. I've had my fun with it. And for me as a 40-year-old man, to have been through the journey that I've been through, to have learned the things that I have learned, to have dealt with the idiotic things that I have done, why as a 40-year-old man would I want to crave and do the same things as a 20-year-old, as my 20-year-old self? Once again, Seneca says, count your years and you will be ashamed to be wanting and working for exactly the same things as you wanted when you were a boy. Now, this was, as I've mentioned, already something that I was I was already thinking about and contemplating in my own mind. But then when Seneca said it, it was like, you know what? This knowledge has already been experienced. It just took Seneca to eloquently articulate the feeling that I was already feeling, but I just had no words for it. I had a feeling. I couldn't convey it. But when you read something and it just stops you in your tracks and it resonates with you, I felt like Seneca was talking to me. How, how weird is that, right? Now, yours, yours might not be alcohol. Yours can be something else. Yours could be gambling. Yours could be uh, your inability to stop eating uh, sweets. Yours could be whatever. Name the thousands of vices that are out there that prevent us from leveling up in our lives that stifle our growth the self-sabotaging habits what were you doing in your 20s that you're still doing now I'll, I'll give you a moment to think about that because you know what it's probably stifling your growth and what type of person can identify things that stifle their growth and continue to do them Our vices and our flesh are powerful, but they're not more powerful than we are. We have to identify these things that have power over us and then take the power back. Now, the way that I take the power back is not going to be the way that you take your power back. But one of the ways that I do it is by praying and doing push-ups. Now, when I pray... Uh, You know, my spirit, my mind, my heart, those things speak to a higher power, which is Jesus Christ, God. I, I pray for strength. And then after I'm done praying for strength, I go and do something to my body that promotes strength. Push ups. Do lots and lots of push ups. And never underestimate those little small things that you can do. You know, you're going to get down on on your knees. You're going to say your prayer. And then you're going to open up your eyes and you're going to stand back up. You're probably going to feel the same. And because you do feel the same, 
you might walk away thinking that, you know what? This praying stuff doesn't work. This praying stuff is not for me. Ah, to, to, you know what? I'm not going to pray anymore. And when you do that, hey, the enemy wins. Because he has convinced you, you have convinced yourself that because you didn't see a result instantly and your instant gratification receptors were not stimulated, that they don't work. But all good things take time. You have to consistently pray. If you don't pray, I would encourage you to, hey, pray first thing when you wake up. As soon as your alarm goes off, before you even roll out of bed, just say thank you. And then, you know, try to work on developing your prayer. Say some things that are that are that you're grateful for. If you don't have anything to be grateful for, look a little harder. And then you can pray when you're brushing your teeth. You can pray as you're having your breakfast. You can pray as you're driving to work. Next thing you know, that little prayer that you said when you first started, when you woke up, now you're praying all day. And now you are communicating with the higher spirit. You're com- you are communicating with your creator. And then now because you are open and, and receptive and you're having that conversation, you're going to be empowered. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Take it from your boy, Ruby Rube, because I've been, I've been there. I've been in dark places. In my own mind, in, uh, for my own making... But, hey, prayer and push-ups. And then, you know, when, when you're done praying, drop and give me 20. You can do 20 push-ups. If you can't do 20 push-ups, start with the max of whatever you can do. And, and do do three sets. Let's go. Come on. You can do it. Quit being, quit being whack. You can do it. Anyways, back to this quote, Seneca. Um... He says, of this one thing, make sure against your dying day that your faults die before you do. And once again, I was like, man, I agree. You want your faults to die before you do. You don't want to take all these weaknesses, all these unfulfilled seeds of greatness in you. You don't want to take all those to the grave. You don't want to take all these shortcomings. You don't want to take all these regrets. You don't want to take all your faults. Seneca says, make sure against your dying day that your faults die before you do. Amen. Hallelujah. Another quote from Seneca from the book Letters of a Stoic. Once again, he's writing to his buddy. He's writing to his old pal, Lucilius, and he writes, True happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future. Not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient. For he that is so wants nothing. The greatest blessings of mankind are within us and within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. Come on, once again, written over 2,000 years ago, it's still applicable to today. If 
If there's anything that I want you to walk away with from today's episode, one is that philosophy is ancient, universal human knowledge that is still applicable to today. So let's break down that first sentence. True happiness. We all want to be happy. There, you know, how do we be happy? I don't know. Go out and earn some money, buy a house, buy a car, become a great athlete, celebrity, become this and that and that. And you know what? Once you get all the all the way to the top of whatever mountain you're at, you're going to see how empty it is up there unless you can apply some of this wisdom that Seneca talks about. And this is just a little paragraph, but it is so rich. It is so compelling. So once again, your boy Ruby Rube bringing you all the good stuff. So Seneca says, true happiness is to enjoy the present. And when it comes to time, you know, the past is the past. The future is the future. The present is a gift. That's why it's called the present. And the most finite point in time Think about it. The most finite point means the most singular time that time can exist in is right now. And now. And now. And now. Time is in the present right now. And if you can be happy right now. And now. And now. In this finite, fleeting moment, and if you cannot worry about the past, the past is the past, you can't do anything about it, that's called depression, when you, when you are fixated, fixated and ruminate about things of the past, on how things, you wish that they would have, you know, went differently, that's how you end up depressed, depression is ruminating negatively about the past, When you worry about the future, all the potential things, all of the potential ways that you can be harmed, that, you know, all of the potential ways that catastrophe can be knocking on your door, a a big sucker punch coming for you, well, that is called anxiety. And when you worry about the future too much, you, you become anxious. You become paralyzed. You don't want to do anything because the human brain has um, a condition where the losses loom larger than gains. You can only be so happy, but you can be 100% dead. Now, when you worry about all the things that can go wrong, well, hey, you can only be so happy, but there's all these ways that you can die. So that is a psychological phenomena called loss aversion. Go ahead and Google that. Write that down, kids. Loss aversion and how there is a psychological feature in our primitive mind where losses loom larger than gains. So because of that, we don't even try. Because we can only gain so much, but the losses, those loom larger. Back to Seneca's quote. He says, Happiness is to enjoy the present, not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to be rest satisfied with what we have. Now, to be satisfied with what you have. What do you have? 
I'm sure you have a lot. Did you know that even the most poorest person of today is living a better life than royalty a hundred years ago? For example, like kings and queens, they, they didn't have a, a toilet. They had chamber pots. And if you didn't, you know, there's an old saying that you're so poor you don't even have a pot to piss in. And that was because back in the day, if you were very poor, you did not have a chamber pot. You had to take your your raggedy butt outside into the wilderness and go take a dump behind a tree in the elements. Heaven forbid there was a storm and you got the bubble guts because you're going to be crapping and getting rained on and maybe eaten by a bear or a pack of wolves. So another little trivia. If you do find yourself on the set of Jeopardy and the question is um, uh, so, I don't know, something that has to do with a pot to piss in, bam, bam, click that buzzer and you can say, hey, a chamber pot is something that, uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. Anyways, back to this quote, because that's the main subject of this of this podcast. And you know what? I do this podcast, no edits, no cuts, as you can tell. So, we're going to continue. The greatest blessings of mankind are within us. And within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot. Whatever it may be. Without wishing for what he has not. Hey, man, he's he's over here rhyming. Seneca spitting some game. A little bit of Dr. Seuss. Hop on pop stuff. Let me let me say that last sentence with the beat. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be. Without wishing for what he has not. Uh, drop, drop me. Give me a give me a beat. DJ Khaled, hit him with another one. Seneca still r- rapping. His words are still gripping, rhyming, and ripping. I'm going to have to do a Google search and see if any of these rappers of these days have ripped off some Seneca lyrics. So, once again, a wise man, according to Seneca, is content with his lot. A lot. L-O-T. That means the things that you have. What do you have? Take inventory of what you have. And according to Seneca, he says... A wise man is content with his lot. It means you're happy with what you have. If you're not happy with what you have, you need to look at your perspective. Because comparison, Theodore Roosevelt said, is the robber of joy. Now, when you compare yourself to what other people have, to other people's highlight reels, you might be be able to lose some joy in your uh, 1998 Honda Civic when your buddy over there is posting pictures of his new Tesla. But Seneca says, be content with what you have, whatever it may be, and without wishing for what he has not. So there is another quote by Marcus Aurelius, another philosopher, a Roman emperor. He says that, hey, if um, he says something along the lines of, if you don't have it, then it wasn't meant to, it wasn't meant for you. And be fine. Be content without having it. So, hey, it would be nice to have a Ferrari, a mansion, uh, a plane, a yacht. All of these things that the uber rich have. And how would you feel, like right now, if you were to 
measure up and look out in your driveway and there's a Ferrari not there and you're just thinking, how much does my life suck because there's not a Ferrari there? Because I'm not living in a mansion. You are going to be robbing yourself of that joy. And when you are, you know, uh, it, it's all right to, you know, work towards those, those things. If your work as a byproduct produces that, produces that income, hey, great. I'm not saying uh, don't work hard to earn nice things. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if and when you do get that Lamborghini or that mansion or that airplane or whatever you covet and desire, when you get it, guess what? That cycle is going to continue. Now you're going to look at your Lamborghini and be like, man, my friend over here, he has two Lamborghinis. He has two planes. He has two mansions. And that cycle will never continue. Oh, it will never stop. You will get your second Lamborghini, your second mansion, and your second airplane. And then you're going to look at the guy who has 10 of everything. And once again, that comparison of joy. When you had, meanwhile, when you had that 1998 Honda Civic with 300,000 miles, before you compared it, you were like, "Hey, I'm just happy to have a car to get me from point A to point B." And then you saw your buddy with the Ferrari, and then you were like, "Man, you know what? I'm gonna work hard, and I'm gonna get me a Ferrari." And then you got your Ferrari, and then you saw that your you elevated your lifestyle, and now you're elevating your your comparisons. Seneca says, a wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. So come on, let's go. And how much of a smarter person, of a more aware, of a more mindful person are you going to be when you learn about some of these quotes from some of these great men who came before you? I'm certain that your mom, your dad, your Uncle Pookie dropped some awesome nuggets of wisdom on you that led you to be in a position that you're currently residing in. But there's some greater men out there who have dropped even more heavy nuggets that are shining more prevalent than what we current learned, currently learned from the past. So let's continue with a couple more nuggets of wisdom by your boy Seneca. Seneca writes, All cruelty springs from weakness. Once again, all cruelty springs from weakness. Now what does that mean? You know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that question with another quote from a modern-day philosopher, Jordan B. Peterson. Jordan B. Peterson writes, And if you think tough men are dangerous, wait until you see what weak men are capable of. And let me tell you this. When I was a weak man, the things that I was capable of were much darker and much more heinous and much scarier crueler, much more evil than the things that I am today. And now, because I would consider myself to be a somewhat, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be humble. Uh, I would consider myself to be a, a stronger man. 
mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. Buff bank, buff body, buff spirit. Uh, Because I'm stronger, I'm able to resist those temptations that a weaker man, a weaker man would participate in. A weak man is going to participate in consuming drugs, alcohol, his gluttony, his slothfulness. Now let's let's see where where gluttony leads you. What is a gluttonous man capable of? What is a alcoholic capable of? What is a weak man who props himself up with drugs? What are they capable of? They're capable of all types of atrocities. What is a strong man capable of? What is someone who is tough, mentally capable of? What is someone who is strong, financially capable of? What is someone who is weak, financially capable of? When you're weak, you're desperate. When you're desperate, you will take advantage of. When you take advantage of, when you take advantage of people, you have a proclivity to do things that are only in the best of your interest in a negative way. That is when you start to enter into the scarcity mindset. And when you are in a scarcity mindset, it's dog eat dog. And you will take, you will rob, you will cheat, you will lie. So, Seneca, all cruelty springs from weakness. Jordan Peterson, and if you think tough men are dangerous, wait until you see what weak men are capable of. And now because I can contrast who I was in the past and identify the the many weaknesses that I had, and compare them to the things or the person who I am today, which is a stronger person overall. And I can see what those two people are capable of. It is, it is huge. There's a huge difference. And let's say the world is a, is a much better place because not of my own doing, because I, I gave in and I hit rock bottom and I prayed and I did the push-ups because I, I was saved. I gave my life over to Jesus Christ and believe in God and sacrificed the things that were stifling my growth. And I learned and I figured it out or figured out some of the things. I don't have it all figured out. I'm far from perfect. I still have many, many, many thousands of miles to go. You know, endless miles. I'm never finished. So let's let's uh, identify some of your weaknesses because, hey, your weaknesses, according to Seneca, could be making you cruel. Your weaknesses, according to Jordan Peterson... He's like, hey, wait until you see what weak men are capable of. Let's go. Let's continue. On to another one. Seneca says, if a man knows not which port he sails, no wind is favorable. 
And when I read that one from his book, Letters of a Stoic, man, he wrote that, he wrote that to his buddy. He was dropping some gems. I wish I had a pen pal like Seneca. But you know what? No one writes letters these days. It's all, it's all memes. There was these uh, group of, of guys who I tried to coalesce with. And sure enough, the text messages, they all morphed into dick memes, titty pictures, and just immature jokes. Yeah, sure, you know, I'm no prude. I, I can enjoy a fart joke every now and then. A nice pie in the face. Those still make me laugh. But it's like, man, we're all adults here. Anyways, so back to the quote. If a man knows not which port he sails, no wind is favorable. So essentially what he's saying is, where do you want to go? If you don't know where you want to go, how do you know which way to which winds to catch? How do you know what actions to do? How do you live a day not knowing what you want to get out of it? How, how does that, where does that get you? Nowhere. So you have to know where you want to go. And then you have to identify the winds and the actions that will get you there. Back to some more Seneca, another quote from your boy. It is not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor. This kind of goes on with the topic that, or one of the quotes earlier, to be satisfied with what you have. So he's doubling down. It's not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more. Once again, you can have billions and billions of dollars. And want more. What do you think that feels like? You know, that's why these celebrities kill themselves. They have everything. And then they don't know what to do with it. And then once they reach the pinnacle of what they thought was going to be their holy grail. And because they don't have the the mindset or the correct perspective. They're like, what is, you know, what's the purpose of all this? Let me go jump off this bridge. Go ahead and Google all, all of the celebrities, musicians. That have seemingly had it all and then killed themselves. Obviously, they didn't have the right mindset. Ooh, this is a good one. If you really want to escape the things that harass you, what you're needing is not to be in a different place, but to be a different person. And this is something that I struggle with. And I will get annoyed because you know what? I would consider myself to be a efficient, effective person. I don't like to waste my time, my money, my effort. And as a family man with little kids, you know, these these little kids, they they're inefficient. They cost you money, they cost you time. And because if I judge them on my standards, which is a grown, evolved man who knows right from wrong, If I judge them on my standards, of course they're going to fall short. And of course it's going to give me frustration. So taking advice from Seneca, he says that I don't need to be in a different place. I need to be a different person. And I've already identified the person that I need to be. And I pray to become that person. 
I pray to become that person every single night. A better father for my daughter and my son and a better husband for my wife. And then I try to move in that direction. I identify the things that are stifling my growth as it pertains to those things that I just mentioned. And I try to correct them. And there are growing pains. And the things that you struggle and wrestle with, hopefully one day you're able to overcome them. Seneca says, no man ever wise by chance. You don't just be wise by chance. You have to knock, seek, and ask. That's what the Bible says. Knock, and the doors will be open. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. So those are all verbs you gotta do. Knock, seek, and ask. Because you aren't born with it. You gotta figure it out. Associate with people who are likely to improve you. Hey, you know, I've been hearing that for a long time. But little did I know that Seneca said it thousands of years ago. So you might want to take note because history repeats itself. Birds of a feather flock together. And if you hang out with a bunch of idiots, more than likely... You probably have the same plumage as all of those other turkeys you've been hanging out with. Can't be an eagle hanging out with turkeys. So associate with people who are likely to improve you. And I'm going to end this podcast with this one because this one is awesome. Because I have encountered a lot of what I would consider weak men. And in my book, these weak men are... In debt, they are out of shape, and they have a mindset that that the things that they know is all that needs to be known. And I and I rebuke all that. <clears throat> I I refuse to go into debt. I refuse to be out of shape. And a quote from Seneca, your boy. From 2,000 years ago, still looking out after you, he wrote to his buddy, Lucilius, in a letter, As long as you live, keep learning how to live. And when I read, when I read that, I was like, man, so good. As long as you live, keep learning how to live. You do not have it all figured out. No matter if you are at the top of your game, you're never done. It's like jujitsu. There's always a new move. It's like chess. There's always a new move. From the book uh, Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, I learned a concept called optimization. And when you learn how to, you know, do a task and you start to become proficient at it. You start to identify all the ways that you can optimize your movement, all the ways you can optimize your actions, all of the ways you can reduce friction that makes your life just all that much more smoother. So you may think that you have it all figured out, that you're doing good, but have you, have you considered optimizing what you are currently doing and then run, run that optimization for a little while? And then let's do an optimization. 1.2. 
and then you get that going on and let's run an optimization of a 1.3 what's a little bit better because as long as you live according to Seneca keep learning how to live so that'll do it for this episode if you manage to listen to the whole thing I'm gonna give you a high five right now give you hit you with the hail yeah and smack that ass on the way out so until we speak again it's onward always onward <laughs>